Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean. And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. Happy Thursday, everyone. And welcome in to the Gramlich and McLean podcast presented by Ingalls, the official supermarket of Gramlich and McLean. We are here for a very special mailbag episode, Mac. Now, before we get into all that, and we appreciate everybody's questions, we did just release a very special episode yesterday on Wednesday. Mac, tell the people uh, what they've won with Wednesday's episode, if they listen. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, what you've won is four episodes this week. Yeah, we're jam-packed, on. baby. Uh, come on. We're, we're rolling. Somehow, KG's at Media Day. We're doing all these different things, and we fit in four episodes in the busiest week of, of her uh, professional life so far to this year. So love that for us. KG, you're a trooper for working so hard. Uh, and, and we're breaking down Clemson basketball, y'all. Come on. Uh, the Asheville Championship is coming up. You can get your tickets still. It's a loaded tournament. Mm-hmm. Clemson's playing in it. Uh, so we wanted to do a little in-depth, super deep dive on the Tigers. So if you missed that, go check it out. We were live in Little John. It was really amazing. Had some great people help us out there. Uh, to get that done and great interviews, man. Mm-hmm. Super insightful. So I had so much fun with that, KG. I know you did, but I got to live out my dream as a Hooper analyst. And it was amazing. It was amazing. You did a good job, Mac. You really did. And Thank of you. course, don't worry, this is still very much a football podcast, but Ingalls is helping put on this amazing tournament. So we had to talk a little hoops and we loved it. PJ Hall, and I know there are some Clemson fans listening and just ACC fans in general who are ready for hoops. P.J. Hall said that this is a team that he thinks can win the league. So could this be a year, Mac, Love in that. which Clemson is barely bowl eligible but wins the league in basketball? I don't even know. It would make sense. It would make what sense. What world that would be. So let's get to a message from Ingles about this awesome tournament and then to your football questions. College basketball is kicking off with the Asheville Championship at the Harris Cherokee Center Asheville on November 10th and 12th, featuring my Clemson Tigers, Maryland, Davidson, and UAB. Tickets are on sale now at AshevilleChampionship.com. Save your spot, cheer on your team at the Asheville Championship, November 10th and 12th. Again, that's AshevilleChampionship.com. Get your tickets today. Mac, let's go get our mail. Let's open some mail. We appreciate everybody who sent questions. We got quite a few questions here and uh, about a bunch of different teams. So we're going to talk a little Florida State, some Clemson, So North Carolina, NC State, Virginia Tech, Syracuse, Virginia. Those were the main teams we got questions on, but also just the bigger picture as well. So let's start with this question from Rich N. He says, who has the best chance to meet Florida State in the ACC championship game? Now, if you're just assuming Florida State's there, which I think, you know, right now is a pretty safe bet. Mac, if you are projecting forward, especially with North Carolina losing to Virginia, so there are no longer any undefeated teams in the league besides Florida State. What's your first thought as to who's going to meet Florida State in the ACC championship game? Knee-jerk reaction, I still think mm-hmm. North Carolina. But, but, is North Carolina about to start their normal, typical slide <sighs> where everybody's like, what the heck is happening? I hope not. It's a little early for that compared to last year. It's not uh, even November but- yet. Maybe. Right. I know. It would be terrifying. Uh, the, the good thing is we will have a lot more insight on this because 
Duke and Louisville play this weekend. That is essentially yeah. an elimination game uh, to where, you know, kind of winner of that moves on. Uh, and if it's Louisville, that obviously adds a little bit of a wrinkle mm-hmm. because they do not play Florida State. They do not play Carolina uh, in the entire season. So, you know, that kind of gives them a free pass. If Duke is the winner, then it puts kind of all chips in on that North Carolina Duke game. And that becomes winner goes to Charlotte, essentially. Uh, there's some other things that, of course, have to happen and can happen. Um, but that would be fascinating. If it did come down to that game, my gosh, how much juice. We're talking about basketball, two basketball schools, you know, duking it out to who goes to to the championship there. So that would be amazing to see. But do not forget about sneaky old Virginia mm. Tech sitting there with one loss in the ACC and really turned it around and, and turned it up. Uh, those guys, I, I can't wait. And, and, of course, you guys will see that later tonight, Thursday night football, uh, where the Hokies welcome. Syracuse to Lane Stadium. That place is going to be jumping at this point. Virginia Tech is a three-point favorite. I think they roll. I think this kind of starts their eyes at Charlotte. They get a big W here. So with all of that in mind, those kind of four teams, I think, kind of have their their hand in the pot there, five teams. I still am going to go with North Carolina. Drake May and company, please don't make me look silly and lose to Georgia Tech this week. Please. We have a, what about you, though, Casey? What do you think? What do you think? We have a question about North Carolina. We also got a question about Virginia Tech and their ACC championship chances. Boom. So we will get Answer. to that. When we look at UNC, Mac, and look at what they have left, they are at Georgia Tech this weekend. The huddle will be there. Campbell, Duke, the game you are talking about on 11-11, at Clemson, at NC State. So you finish with two road games against two teams that honestly you've struggled with in recent years and, you know, a Clemson team that's still talented. I mean, we'll get to that. So I think UNC schedule is pretty unforgiving Mac. And I like what you're saying about Louisville. If, if the last thing from Louisville hadn't been the pit game, you'd be thinking, Oh, Louisville. So if Louisville can bounce back, right the ship, I think they have the best path. They have the easiest path, mm. as you were saying. Yeah. Here's my other question, though. When you look at Virginia Tech, that's very interesting. I mean, when I think of, look, Miami's probably good enough to be in this discussion, but they already have two losses. They only have one ACC right. win. If Louisville, UNC, and Duke all lose again, Miami still has the loss to North Carolina. So that's really tough for them to even be in the discussion. My issue with Virginia Tech, and I'm going to say all of this to say I think Louisville probably has the best chance, even though. <laughs> They looked so bad against Pittsburgh, but I don't like North Carolina finishing with those two road games against league teams that have given them fits. Plus they have Duke. And for Virginia Tech, I don't like that three of their last five games are on the road. And once they play Syracuse, three of the last four are on the road. And Virginia Tech is three and one at home and and, um, have not won on the road. So that worries me for the Hokies. Um, So I think it's Louisville. I, I really do. I think Louisville... Not mature enough as a program to go to Pitt and handle their business. You have the bye week. I think Jeff Brom is going to get the, these guys right. That was just an unfortunate game where, you know, kind of a disaster all around. So I'm, I'm going to go with the yeah, Cardinals. Yeah. I'm, I'm really down on UNC with what I just saw. <laughs> oh, no. The Cardinals are out. They're done. No, they're not um, out, but their like schedule that. doesn't do them any favors, yeah. Mac. No, it's brutal. It's brutal. So I think theirs is for sure the hardest. Mm-hmm. I will say I think Virginia Tech is the easiest it is. remaining. It when is. You look at who they play. It's just those road games. I know where they play. 
Yeah. Yeah, but you know, yeah. at Louisville, it's a good point. A little bit crazy at BC, you know, whatever. They're a tough team, and then at Virginia, I can't wait to see it. If that happens, that would be crazy. And Eddie Royals Hokies are in Charlotte. He will be unbearable. <laughs> He'll be un- unbearable. But I'll be excited. I mean, I, I love Virginia Tech, and, and think that'll be super fun. So that will be crazy. What a crazy, crazy thing that. Well, and you just mentioned it too. The Virginia Tech Louisville game on November fourth is going to yeah. be huge, and. Maybe it's a play-in game. Sure. And Maybe we have a couple of play-in games. We do. Or playoff game. I guess playoff for the ACC championship. Yeah. Playoffs. I don't, and playoffs. Because, again, Virginia Tech has just been so bad on the road. I don't see them going to Louisville and winning. That's another reason why. I think Louisville still has the best yeah. chance, Mac. Crazy enough. We'll see. We'll see. I will feel better about that after this weekend, for sure. Well, we just kind of addressed our Virginia Tech question here. So let's say let's let's talk a little more about the Hokies before we get back to Florida State. This is from Hokie Nation 5423 on um on. Twitter. By the way, I love that name because 5423 is my son's birthday. That's really cool. Okay. Boom, boom. Virginia maybe they have a son born on 5423. Virginia Tech says, "How do you see the Hokies since the first game improving and what are the odds they went out and head to Charlotte?" That of course is the question that we just talked about. As Max said, the schedule is manageable, but I do not like all the road games. So I don't think they went out, but this team's going bowling, Mac. And for me, the improvement, the difference, it definitely starts with Kyron Drones and the different elements that he has brought. He's been their leading rusher in three of their last five games. He's been great, especially in Lane Stadium. The other thing that I've seen in the two ACC wins, seven sacks against Wake, four sacks against Pitt. We've seen this hokey defense kind of come alive. And I, I think that's what is just super impressive, right? When you look at that and, and how this team got better very quickly, the things that they did to Pitt, I mean, absolutely shutting down the run, yeah. same thing to Wake Forest, having all those sacks, getting after the quarterback. You got Florida State in there that's, you know, a 21-point anomaly. We're not going to look at that, 22 points. Uh, <laughs> you know, and, and, you, and you look there at, at who those guys are playing moving forward. A banged-up Syracuse team, as I said, tonight. Interesting to see what happens there. Then you're at Louisville. That is a massive game. And, and you look at how the styles play. Styles make fights type of thing. I've heard that it feels like a million mm-hmm. times this week. Um, and then at a Boston College team that I think BC and VT, very similar, where you kind of landed on a quarterback finally. Finally. Super mobile guy that can do – I think Castellanos a little bit better mm-hmm. uh, and has a better arm. Uh, but, man, I think you have a way better defense, so that's going to make – you know, for a really great game there. Uh, NC State, we'll find out more about them this weekend. And then at Virginia, who knows what that game could look like, but you've owned it recently. And so can you continue to do that at Virginia? Um, and is that, could that be a playing game? Could you imagine if it came down to where Virginia wins all these games in a row and then Tony Musket is standing there and says, no, sir, yep. y'all ain't going to Charlotte. Yep. See you be later. So Get to the back of the bus. It would be nuts. Uh, so I like your chances, though. I really do. And this team is really played at a high level and man it's it's been I, I love to see progress yeah. I love to see teams improve figure out who they are and Virginia Tech certainly has done great that. signs from Virginia Tech I mean you're headed in the right direction there's no doubt about it and I think that's all you can ask for right now if you're Hokie fans yeah. to perhaps make a bowl and now we're talking about Charlotte to so just even be in the mix right especially right. Hey, we're, we're saying I'm saying all this stuff KG and they won't go bowling that'll no, just no, no, drive no, me no. insane. I don't think so like you said this schedule Yes, there are games on the road, but you're going to find enough wins here. And now we're jinxing them. We're totally jinxing them. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, let's get back to some of these Florida State questions. 
This is a great one from All Sports Fan 24. Will FSU make the playoff this year? Mac, we don't even have the playoff mm. rankings yet, but we're getting close. <laughs> right. It's October 25th, 26th, depending on if when you're li- well, you're listening tomorrow. We're recording this the day before. <laughs> what when you look at the the rankings overall, if you Georgia's undefeated, Michigan's undefeated as they continue to steal signs. Ohio State's undefeated, Florida State's undefeated, Washington's undefeated, Oklahoma's undefeated. You know that Ohio State and Michigan will play each other and maybe twice. We don't know. You will know they still have divisions in the Big Ten. They will play each other once, and then you'll see whatever terrible team from the other division. Georgia has not looked invincible. Brock Bowers out. That's interesting. Washington has looked really good. You could argue they should be ranked higher than fifth. Oklahoma almost lost to Central Florida. Mac, I think Florida State's chances of making the playoff are very good. And maybe besides Georgia, the best in the country. When you look at their schedule Mm -hmm. remaining, the opponents they have left, and just how the rest of the the world is shaking up. So behind Georgia, I I would put Florida State at number two with playoff chances right now. You, you you know it's interesting that you kind of say that, and, and I like that you you put it there with playoff chances. I thought you were going to say where you think they're going to fall mm. uh, when when these first rankings come out. That's interesting. If, if here's the deal, we have spoke to Boo Corgan on the huddle. He's the chairman of this deal for for one more year, and based on things that he has said and the things that they look at and what's important, they're not looking at the AP poll. Allegedly, they don't care about it. They're allegedly. not. Allegedly, if that is true. And if they are looking at strength of schedule, strength of record, opponents, margin, all these different things, if that is true, KG, Florida State will be ahead of not only Georgia, but also Michigan, if that is true. So we'll come to find out. And I think Ohio State will be. I think that Washington will be. Maybe even Oklahoma. So we'll find out a ton Mm. very quickly. But yeah, I I mean, even if if you're undefeated, for sure, you're in. Like, no questions asked. Um, I think even if you stumble somewhere, really, a one-loss ACC champion is in. It just it hasn't ever. Not no, I, happened, I hear PG. you. You're right. You're right. And I've got to think that other people stumble. Now, listen, if, if there's four undefeated teams, sure. I mean, you're just out. Sorry. I mean, the, the league's not you know that strong where we've got like five top three or top five teams. Excuse me. Um, you know, just sitting there waiting, and you can point a string to schedule all these things. Um, so I do think though, uh, the way that the season is probably going to go. You know, a one-loss ACC champion versus a one-loss Pac-12 champion. Mm. I probably lean the ACC, but we'll see. It's going to be fascinating. I would too, but Washington also has a very good resume so far. And if they slip up and they win, the the thing that worries me if you are a one-loss ACC champion is the whole Michigan Ohio State of it all. If they play, because we've seen it, you know, we've seen a one-loss Ohio State get in without winning the Big Ten. So if whoever wins that game goes on to win Without, the Big Ten. Without, though, there was no one-loss ACC champion. So I will say it was the perfect storm Well, for those no, I guys think that year that. it was probably Clemson that got in. You're talking about last year. It just happened, didn't it? Wait, what? <laughs> Michigan and Ohio State, when they both got in. Oh, I see year, what you're saying. Okay. There was no one-loss ACC champ. So it was like the perfect year. No, no, no. You're right. Oh, my gosh. I forgot Ohio State made the playoff last year. <laughs> I totally <laughs> forgot that. And they almost beat Georgia. It's all coming Shut back up, to me Mark, now. They were injury away. Injury away. Thank you, Mac. Thank you for you, – you, if you're watching on She's, YouTube, you're in basketball mode. you saw you're in my basketball face mode. and my it. brain trying to compute that. But, yes, they did both make it. I thought you were thinking about the time before that um, Ohio State made it with a, without winning the Big Ten. Okay. Very good, Mac. Thank you. So, we both think FSU obviously has a very, very good chance. 
Before we get to one of those games on FSU's schedule, here's a question from Tiger Paws 20. And I find this interesting, Mac, that the Twitter handle is Tiger Paws 20, but he says, as an FSU fan. Mm. I don't know what's mm. going on there, but he, he, a double he says, what is the secret to a good culture? As an FSU fan, I find the differences between Jimbo, Taggart, and Norvell fascinating, especially in this new NIL portal era we are living in. That's really interesting mm. because when you think of Florida State's last three coaches, is there anything similar between them at all? I mean, they've all been pretty different. And Jimbo had success. I'm not sure he had the best culture. Willie Tiger did not have success. Again, maybe that's telling on his culture. Norvell has had very good success and a good culture. So, Mac, as someone who was a part of a great culture at Clemson, what is the secret to a good culture? Yeah, you know, I I, I have to think. I know at least for um, for Jimbo, I, I, I'm not sure about uh, Taggart, but I, I would think that Jimbo and Norvell, like they love their players, right? And and you know, really was were invested in them. Like I've heard. EJ tells so many stories about Jimbo and you know all those different True. things. So I, I will say that again. Don't know about Taggart uh, at all. Never, never met him. Never spoke to him. Um, but with Norvell, it's just all the little things matter. That the passion is there. Um, he super cerebral guy. I mean, it, it was funny. KG, I probably, yeah, you know, I probably didn't feel as strongly as I do about him until I met him. Until I went to practice and saw like how much that dude loves his team and. You know, just the passion that he puts in. Nobody coaches harder on that entire staff than Coach Norvell. And, and I mean, that's that was at pre-camp practice. This is during the season practice. I mean, the, the dude gets after it, loves ball. And, uh, you know, I, I think that there's nothing that he would ask of a player or a staff member, coaching staff, that he wouldn't do or has not already done, you know, where where he you know kind of has the standard right here of where he thinks that, that people should be. And to me, that that has just been a beautiful thing. And, you know, it, it is funny, too. I go back and think, um, you know, like two years ago where, where his coaching tenure did not start mm-hmm. off great. I mean, it's in the middle of COVID and, you know, all these different things Some came out and m- miscommunications. Yeah, weird, weird stuff. Um, and then now it's like every person you talk to when you ask about the success of the team, how are you guys doing this? How are you doing that? But whether we talk to Jordan Travis, uh, Jared Verse, uh, Dylan Gibbons last mm-hmm. year, all anybody that you talk to. They immediately say, Coach Norvell. Like he, he just, you know, for whatever, however, gets it done. And, and so I love to see that from him. Um, I, I think that there is truly something about playing for each other within that in a time where, you know, they're bringing in a lot of guys and they have to meld that team quick, yeah. right? When, especially when you see the caliber of athlete, but also the, the importance of the positions. I mean, you look at their touchdowns. I don't even know if one has been scored by a guy that didn't transfer in. Uh, so it's something where, You've got to get it, and you've got to get it quick, and you have to buy into what they're doing and uh, obviously doing it at a super successful clip. It's a good point. So, Mac, do you, if, if I were to ask you what's the secret to a good culture, do you think – because you do you talk about this a lot, the playing for each other, where yeah. you want to go out there and you know not miss your block because you want to do it for the guy next right. to you. Would you say that's – I, I mean, that's a massive question. What's the secret to a good culture? But is that yeah. where it starts? Right. <laughs> I, I think so. I mean, I think a genuine appreciation for everyone's job. Mm. Like understanding, hey, if I'm in at wide receiver and we're running a an outside zone play, my block is just as vital and just mm. as important as the right tackles or the left, whichever way we're going. And 
you have to understand that and you have to believe that and you have to want to block your tail off. And I think that's where, you know, selflessness and all these different things come in. So really to, to boil it, to peel everything away and to look at, do I care about what you do and what you do and think it's as important as what I do? Mm. And if that answer is yes, then we're going to be a really, really good team because you understand everybody might have different jobs, but the same value. And I, I think that that's super important, super important for a team. Mac, you're preaching right there. That's good stuff. Different jobs, same value. I like that a lot. Okay, let's get to our, our last kind of FSU-based question here. Uh, Kelly and Eric, longtime listener, first-time caller. We appreciate that. This is from Paul. Florida State Wake looks like a trap game. Seminoles have had trouble with them mm. recently. You think it's too big of a line wow. or will they smoke them? The line at this point is oh, okay. 20 and a half. That's, that's a interesting. Question. I love this. Because, Mac, and you keep bringing it up, that Wake has had a lot of success recently against Florida State. Yeah, yeah. No, no question about it. And, I mean, you look at the struggles that they've given them last year. Yeah. You know, this was a Florida State team. They were like, hey, they're doing something. They're doing it big. They've got a ranked Wake Forest, you know, that they have up next. Can't beat them. No. Can't even think about beating them. Uh, and, and those guys really dominate. The difference uh, in, in this year, not, not just, you know, Wake Forest not Little playing difference. very good. Uh, but Sam Hartman ain't there, right? Like that dude is such a difference maker. He, he's he gone. Florida State ascended very quickly in the players that they have. Um, I feel pretty confident about 20 and a half. We'll talk about this more uh, tomorrow on Friday's episode. But, you know, I, I think if it was a little high, like if it was 24, like 23, um, which UNC was a week ago against a conference opponent and lost, uh, I would feel a little bit better about that. Um, but I think FSU is just a different place right now. I think they're a different team. I think they understand what's kind of in, in front of them. Um, and even, I mean, we saw it against that Duke team. It was where you're down, where you're down, where you're down, or where you're down is not enough. Boom, 21 points in the fourth quarter. So I could easily see something like that happening if it even got to that. If not, this game might get ugly really quick. Interesting. This game is at Wake. This game is a noon game. And Wake is coming off of a win that I'm sure has completely rejuvenized their locker room. So there are those factors, Mac. So you see that spear walk out of the locker room. I guess so. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I would still lean towards Florida State covering. I don't trust Wake okay, enough. Good. You're with me. So I don't, I don't think it's a trap game. I mean, look, if we're going to talk about yeah. – recent history mattering, then Florida Mm -hmm. State shouldn't have beat Clemson. You know, I'm not sure sure how much that matters. Yeah. And and I think it, I think it not being a trap game is less about wake and more about Florida State, more about that culture, more about that understanding what we have in front of us. Like let's not be a North Carolina and fall to the wayside and think we're just going to cruise to a game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just, I don't see that happening with this team. And since Clemson, I think they got it out of the way. I think they got it out of the way with Boston College and Clemson. Well, and with the Clemson game, since then they've blown everybody out. Basically, I mean Duke, yeah, closer um, back to recover, which we hate to see, but they've really controlled (laughs) these games. And it's not like they have a big game after Wake. They have Pitt. I almost think at Pitt could be more of a trap game because you have Miami the next week. And I mean, I hope I hope they can say, "Hey, did you see Louisville? Did you see that?" Exactly. That better not be you. So shout out to Louisville for getting that done for Florida. I think that's more of the track. Okay, we have a few Clemson questions we'd like to address here, folks. Let's start with this one from Zach R2 on Twitter. 
Who is most at fault for Clemson's struggles this season? Well, it's obviously Eric Mackling. And secondly, more importantly. (laughs) I was going to say that. You stole my thunder. That's amazing. (laughs) Obviously not. That's so funny. More importantly, what changes have to happen to keep this letdown from happening next season? Zach. Shout out Zach R2, R2D2 looking boy. Um, Here's the deal. Who's at fault? Hmm. Starts at the top, doesn't it? Who's at fault? I, you know, it's interesting. Eleven million dollar man. Y'all are seeing me figure this out live. Back. Why well, don't hear? I've written a few. I think it. I think it's easy to say that. I think it's easy to say. That. Go. Yeah. Go okay. ahead. Right. Go ahead and lay out. Lay out your case here. I have less at stake here. Okay. I didn't play for the program. <laughs> so Mac, you're never gonna find Mac. Um. You know, for no reason or without fully thinking it through, criticizing. A guy like Coach <laughs> Sweeney who gave Mac such opportunities, you know? I mean, I totally sure. understand that. No doubt. No All doubt. right, here's what I'm going to say. This is what I wrote down. I think the number one, what's at, who's most at fault or what changes have to be made, I think accountability is number one. It feels like some things have been left to slide, you know? Some things that would never fly a couple of years ago are flying. I don't know if that really works, but things like Kate Klubnick calling his own number when his job was to hand the ball off. Should he start this week like that? I, you know, yeah. if in basketball, <laughs> you do that, you're not starting yeah. the next game. But we all know quarterbacks different, Mac. I know. I think back to Will Shipley screaming at CJ Spiller on the sideline, his coach. I had never seen that happen before. Mac, maybe I'm wrong. Mm. You can correct me, mm-hmm. but sure. The accountability there and all the fumbles too, it seems to me there has to be some accountability. I can think, I don't know the specific game and I don't remember the specific running back. So this is kind of a useless thought, but I remember a running back fumbling at some point in recent history and he didn't play the rest of the game for Clemson. Maybe I'm wrong on that. So I think accountability is number one. I think not being so set in your ways, being open to some of these new resources that we have. And maybe that's not necessarily the portal. Maybe that's other stuff. Maybe that's using certain NIL things to get guys in the portal. I don't know the ins and outs there, but I think just being open to this new world that we're in, that's very important. And that probably starts from the top down. And then my last one is ball security drills. (laughs) I think that'd fix everything. Go ahead, Mac. Um, that that's a great one. That last one, because that is true. Um, I mean, you know, whoever whoever schedules that, you think how differently the season would be uh, if you just all of spring ball. ball is just ball security. Just every period. The whole that's thing. all you do. Meetings like you never don't have a ball. Yes. You know, throughout the Matt you wake drills, up, Matt drills ball, you got to hold the ball. Sleep. Yeah, the whole time. That's fascinating, actually. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think you go to the top. I mean, that that's the point, right? That's why you're the head coach. That, that's yeah. it comes with the territory. Uh, when, when things are bad, it's all your fault. When things are good, it's everybody else's because of. Um, and, and so I think that that's fair. And, and, you know, certainly with, you know, just different changes and, and things and lack thereof at times. And, um, yeah, I mean, I've said this many, many times. Coach Sweeney's best attribute is also his greatest weakness, and that is loyalty. And that is, you know, a guy comes in, um, even even a guy like myself is is a great example if I was at uh, Alabama or a Georgia, I don't know if I have five years to develop. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's the case. I don't that's know if I'm asked to leave 
or told to leave or, or someone else tells you to leave. I'm not saying necessarily as a head guy by year three, if I'm not ready and producing, you know, and somebody else is, you know, coming in the wayside coach will never do that. He, he never will do that. You know, if you break a team rule and if you're a, a crappy person and, and don't go to class and, you know, just blatantly try to do things the wrong way. Yeah. He'll kick you out. No problem. Uh, but if, if you do everything right and it, they just miss and you're just not good, uh, they'll keep you, you know, you're, you're there until you graduate. You know, that, that's his promise to you. It's his promise to his, your parents. And, you know, I think it, in a transactional transfer portal, changing hands quickly type of world, if you get caught with one extra scholarship that now you can't go out and get five new people, a brand new offensive line, a new receiving core and things like this quarterback competition that can bite you because of your loyalty. And, and so I think that it, it is fair to say that, that it obviously starts there. But to me, and, and I heard this the other day, KG, it's almost like um, there are so many teeny little problems that are happening that yeah. if you over-focus on one or if you pull too hard on one, everything explodes. And so it's this really weird, like the attention to detail, the ball security, the the all those different things that you just didn't quite frankly see, at least at the rate that you're seeing. Um, it is a big issue and, and something that I don't know if it's fixable in a season. You know, mm -hmm. I don't know if that's something that takes time and takes, you know, discipline and effort. Um, you know, the good thing is, is silver lining is if you're, you know, a Clemson player or coach or fan, you play again this week and it's a new chance to try to right the ship or to keep on sinking one or two. What do you want to do? You know, get the water out of the boat or just let it go. Uh, it, it'll be fascinating, honestly, to see Clemson's decision kind of personally within that. I love everything you said there, Mac. I'm going to push back on one thing when you talk about not kicking oh. guys out, <laughs> which, you know, I love because this is still amateur athletics at the end of the day. But can't you, when someone transfers on their own volition, can't you use that scholarship in the portal? Because yes. it's not something you're planning but, for. But not when Tyler Davis comes back. Not sure, when, sure. When Ruka Rowe. When guys are using all these COVID years. Yes. That's the that is one of the biggest issues. Clemson didn't have room. They had one and they went and got Paul Tyson. That's what they did with it. You know what I'm saying? And and so it, it's a different world. And and truly Are there uh, guys on scholarship is, that maybe shouldn't be on scholarship though? Well, that's a different question. I would need no, to No, see no, no. Not like not recruited guys. Do you get what walk I'm saying? On, walk on just guys have been kind of awarded that or yeah. Sure, sure, and I don't know those numbers. Um, I can tell you just kind of from a inside baseball thinks it. I'm sure other people might think that too. Um, the way that coach kind of does the walk on thing, mm -hmm. um, at least for guys that like aren't really really playing, like that are you know Hunter Rimpros that have elevated from walk on to to at least too deep. Um, he will use those type of scholarships in the spring and summer. Like if if someone does leave early, that whether they transfer or go to the league. Unless you go get somebody, I was going to uh, say, that but the is just sitting there. The portal then he'll, is he'll open. He'll award those guys. Well, I'm saying he'll award those guys for like a semester, and then the incoming freshman comes in. That's really their scholarship. Does that make sense? That's how okay. I, I've seen right. him kind of do it in the past. Yeah. Okay. No question. Don't hear what I'm not saying. Clemson needs to go to the portal for a lot of different things. I am not saying that at all. Uh, I'm just saying to go to the portal, you do have to have somewhere. To, to go you have to right. have a scholarship to give somebody and it is a valid point that Dabo is not yeah. kicking guys out or telling them to move on like coach prime so 
a little bit. Should. Of I don't know. Different world. Okay. I'm just kidding. I'm joking. Jo- kind of joking. Kinda okay. Our last Clemson question here, <laughs> and kind of you were alluding to this, Mac. They've this is what uh, Mitchell Bragg says on Twitter. They've had their share of struggles and had probably their worst game against Miami. What are your thoughts on how Clemson's O-line has played so far this season? What can they do to get better and improve? I think he's asking this one to you, Coach yeah. <laughs> McLean. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, that's funny. You, thank you for the memory jog. Um, I want to address this because this is hilarious to me. I've had KG, I don't even know the number, countless people saying, Mac, we need you back to coach the O-line. We need you in there. Come Coach on them back. boys up. This is the deal. I will never do that unless I'm paying millions of dollars. I will because never y'all do crazy. that. Because you know why? Because y'all just going to say I'm an idiot and I don't know what I'm doing as soon as I get there. I'm not doing that. That's asinine. We'll never do that. And here's the other deal about Coach Austin. He is a genius. That dude came in my senior year uh, and I learned more from him than I did, it felt like, you know, my, my entire deal. Just because mm. he simplified things and made it easier for me. Now, maybe that's because I wasn't an offensive lineman my whole career and, and my whole life. That was the first time I ever played the position. Um, but he just put in the extra work, put in the extra time, and taught me things that I just I didn't know. Uh, and, and so for me, the cerebral part ain't an issue at all, you know, to, to what I'm thinking. And for people, this, this isn't really the question, but it kind of is. I, I think that for all these people who are saying this guy should be fired and he doesn't know what he's doing, my biggest thing is don't start saying that until at least year four, which is two years from now for him. Let him get his guys in. Let him have his seniors. And then by year four, if that offensive line isn't looking at as it should and isn't in the place that it should be, then sure, bring it up. Talk about it because that, that's on him. That's not getting his guys. That's not bringing in his players. Do we give coaches that long anymore with – now that the portal exists, because you don't. Well, Clemson, because they don't use the portal. Yeah, they do. Yeah. And I guess it's not up to Thomas Austin if he's going to use the portal or not, right? right. It's up That's to right. people right. above him. That's right. Um, so that would be my kind of biggest critique there. And, and uh, it's just again, the youth? It, it's just you. I mean, look, they, they have a true or a redshirt freshman starting at left tackle. They have a true sophomore starting at right tackle. They had a true freshman starting at left guard. Like, they, it just injuries and, and just don't have guys. I mean, it, it's learning literally as you see it. Um, now, that's not an excuse. The offensive line has not played well. Like, those guys have to figure it out, have to get stronger, have to get bigger, uh, you know, understand techniques and, and apply that. Don't, don't just be taught that. Apply that to the game um, because that is frustrating. You know, on, on a third and one and you can't score a touchdown, on a third and one you're running a pass play, that's because you're not showing them throughout the game that you can handle it. Or because um, you so fumble, that's something, but what, or because yeah. you fumble. So those are things that that I kind of would like to see there. Um, again, I do think that there's some injuries, some guys being kind of forced into action that aren't quite ready. Um, and so you talk about how can you improve that position? It is so difficult. You got to go through the fire. That's just there mm. is no way around it. It's not just a magical. I'm going to learn how to catch the ball. It's sure. a magical. I'm going to learn how to stop this guy from wanting to kill my quarterback. Like. Offensive line is the only position, KG, in all of sport where your only job, your only job, is to prevent other people from hurting your guy. Whether that's a running back, a quarterback, whatever it is, that's your only job is to be a protector. And so it, it's it's difficult. And there's a lot of stuff that, that is hard with that. But again, not an excuse. Those guys, they have to play better. And again, it's not Max's fault. Okay, let's get to <laughs> our North Carolina question here. 
Um, this is from Steve Wah. 01738304. Steve, is that your phone number? I don't Steve, know. Steve, you a bot, man. This isn't a real question. Come on. <laughs> he says, us UNC fans need some cheering up after last week's collapse. Georgia Tech is a must win. Yeah. Do you think Drake and the Heels respond? <sighs> please. Mary, Joseph, and Jesus, please respond. I hope so. Uh, but here's the deal. Atlanta... Atlanta has been a house of horrors. It KG. has, like, yes. Them boys ain't winning in Georgia Atlanta. Tech like, in it's general. Weird. Yeah, it, it's just tough for them. I, I think it's – man, somebody said the stat today and Wes confirmed it. I think it's like two of ten or maybe two of two of the last ten they have won in Atlanta. I think that's correct. Maybe. Don't quote me on that. It's something bad, though. That's they can't crazy. win in Atlanta. But here's the deal. Georgia Tech's defense is horrific. They are so bad. And I just have to think mm-hmm. the way the game ended, upset, angry, offense wasn't playing great, defense certainly wasn't playing good, that those guys want to respond, kind of make a big type of, uh, you know, kind of statement game, KG. And again, at the end of the day, listen, North Carolina was in position to win. They probably could have ran the ball way more. Not probably, they could have ran the ball way more. And maybe that game's over. Maybe it doesn't get to where Virginia has more opportunities. They completely abandoned the run. They did not give the yeah. ball to Marianne Hampton. Georgia Tech is giving up 230 yards per game. If a Marianne Hampton doesn't touch the ball 25-plus times, fire the staff. Like, that's just crazy. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I'm kind of kidding. I, um, but, yeah, they, they should respond. They should absolutely They respond. should. I think they will. Here's the thing. Was that loss incredibly disappointing? Yes. Are all your goals still in front of you? Yes. They are. Now, are you making the playoff with loss to Virginia? Probably not. But did we think mm. you were making a playoff before? Probably not. But can you make the <laughs> ACC championship game? Yeah. And who knows? Who knows what happens in that game? Yes, you still can. That's right. And if so, you win it, you're in the playoff. Come on. I'm not abandoning with ship. With a loss to Virginia? I don't care. We lost to Pitt. And we, Pitt was terrible. And we still won it. And Pitt guess was what? We eight won and four. <laughs> when we lost to them in 16? No, but they finished eight and four that year. Yeah, maybe. How do you remember that? That Virginia has two quick. wins. That was pretty quick. How do you remember that? Is that true? I don't know. I'm a fact checker. My here's the thing, and I was telling this to Kelsey Briggs the other day. My brain can remember so many odd things, but I cannot remember my wallet when I leave the house. Mm, That's where I am. That is a killer. This is my life. I'm fact this checking you as you. Are you checking me? They're eight and four. Keep going. Keep going. I, Do your thing. I'm don't pretty confident. Okay, let's get to this NC State question from at Wolfpack ENG 1984. Eight and five, lost in the bowl game, but very good. Wow. They're eight and four. Super impressive. Super impressive. I got you. Sorry, I doubted you. That was I got you. Now, where are my keys? <laughs> good question. Okay. <laughs> NC State, this is from Wolfpack ENG 1984. Will NC State win enough games to become bowl eligible? Mac, I'm going to start this question off. I don't think NC State makes a bowl. Mm. When I look at their remaining schedule, they are currently four and three. Mm -hmm. And they have, by the way, their wins, Connecticut, VMI, Virginia, and Marshall. They have Clemson this weekend. Um, Easy dub. Yeah, at home. They're a 10-point dog. And if the game is seen by no one, does it happen? It's on the CUW network. Then they have Miami at home. They're at Wake. They're at Virginia Tech. They're home against North Carolina. I mean, mm. I 
they have to win two of these. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that happens. I, I don't think they beat Miami at home. I think they win at Wake. And I, I don't yeah. think they win at Virginia Tech. And I don't think they beat North Carolina. Give me this, KG. Give me Wake Forest. And give me Clemson or Carolina. Give it to me. Give it to me. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. One of them. They're going to win this weekend? It's the typical go ACC weekend. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And it's going to be NC State. I say they go bowling. By the skin of their teeth, I say they they go bowling. Who's the quarterback in the bowl game? MJ Morris. My guy. The GOAT. Uh, Who's going to catch the passes? That's the crazier thing. Concepcion Concepcion. is going to go for like a 1,000 yards. Um, all right, let me ask you this. Though. Let me flip this question to you because I think this is very intriguing. Okay. If they don't make a bowl game and my guy is on a crazy pace right now when you see what he's doing on the defensive side of the ball and just at a super high rate, Peyton Wilson is on track for like 200 tackles. Yeah. If they don't go to a bowl game and are five and six, five and seven, whatever it is, can he still be defensive player of the year? <laughs> that's a great question interesting right can he still be the acc defensive player of the year on a horrible team oh i i mean maybe that's such a bad answer i think it's locked up i think he's got it no matter what wow i think he has it. he's when is the last so time well. an acc defensive player of the year was on a team that did not make a bowl game has it ever happened I don't know. We'll get stats and info and research on that. Man, that would be fascinating. Would be fascinating. We're going to look into that. I've also also heard a lot of people talking first round with him, which is amazing. Amazing if that happens. Wow. Guy who's given everything he has. Literally. For sure. (laughs) Okay, Mac, we're going a little long. So let's just go quick. These last two questions here. Syracuse, this is from Leo Dog with two Gs, 15. Cuse. Are they a good team that just hit a tough stretch, Clemson, UNC, Florida State, <laughs> or a bad team that got exposed? There are three oh. losses, Clemson 31-14 to 14 at home, at North Carolina 40-7, to 7, at Florida State 41-3. to 3. Mac, mm. I tend to think they are not a bad team, but not a good team. Yeah. I'm in the middle. The defense has been bowling? concerning. Are they going bowling? Are they going bowling? The defense has been really concerning. They, so they have four wins, right? Syracuse does. Yep. Yep. So they just need to get two. Just need two. As I'm pulling up their schedule right now, are they going bowling? They they help themselves big time early on with those non-conference wins. They have they're at Virginia Tech on a Thursday night. I don't think they win tonight. BC at home, Pitt at home, Wake at home. At Georgia Tech. Oh man. Mac, this is hard. It's hard to say yes because I feel like we have to go through and look at who all these teams are playing. Because I have I BC making a bowl and I have Virginia Tech making a bowl. I know. I'm gonna say no. I'm so negative tonight. I'm so negative We're tonight. Negative Nancy. Um, I'm gonna say yes. I think they win two of the last three. I think they pit Georgia Tech Wake. I think they figured that out. Um, okay. I don't I, know. Yeah, you I think might that's lose fair. Five in a row, though. You might lose five in a row. Which is crazy. Man, and, and then that's you just might lose to bounce back. six in a row, and then you win two. Who knows? I don't know. That is uh, I don't think you're a bad team. I just think there's a real lack of depth. I think when your two best receivers got hurt, that really side or kind of you know put the <laughs> wayside the, the the team there. Um, 
I just think it's a depth thing. I mean, people can wear down Q's really easily. Uh, and well, the unfortunateness of the transfer portal. Two of your best players left that were on this defense that would have been very yeah. impactful. Yeah. Um, so I think it's just a tough situation. I don't think you're a bad team. I think the defense has been disappointing. I'll say that. They have. Yeah. Last one from Jane in. I just thought this question was funny. I didn't watch the game, but how the hell did Virginia beat North Carolina? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Jane. Jane, watch the game. Unbelievable. Uh, do you know who Jane okay. was a fan of? I know Jane. I know Jane. She's a friend of mine. Oh, wait, she responded her. on Instagram. No yes. Yes, I know Jane. She's she lives in Charlottesville. She's a fan, she's a Virginia fan, but she didn't watch the game because she's like, this team's terrible. And then she said they won, and she's like, How the heck? How the heck did this happen? She's a she's a who and she didn't she's watch a who. the game. Yeah. Maybe she'll watch this week, Mac, because they won. Unbelievable. Here's how they won the game. You answered it earlier. UNC didn't run the ball. This is very true. But you know who did run the ball? Virginia. Yes. Outside zone. Outside zone. Outside zone. Uh, That team effort was bonkers. I mean, it it was not like some crazy Herculean effort from one guy. Quarterback goes for Mm -hmm. 500 and a million touchdowns. It was everybody. It wasn't fluky. It didn't look fluky. That's what was crazy. We're going to punch you over and over again. And, uh, I, I mean, it was awesome to watch. Their plan of attack, they never quit. I mean, we, we, I talked to their play-by-play guy uh, on radio this week, and he said when Mike Hollins ran into the end zone one of those last times and fumbled it out, mm-hmm. he just sat down and was just like, this team is cursed. This team's mm-hmm. cursed. There's just nothing that we can do. Because he thought North Carolina was going to walk down and win the game. Yeah. And uh, we know that did not happen, and they found a way. Um, so big shout out, Coachy. First time ever on the road, top 10 victory ever for Virginia. Um, super amazing. And just a team. I mean, a team that believed, team that never quit. Uh, and you got to give them all the credit in the world, KG. I'll just add, you say a team that never quit. I feel like UNC kind of thought they would quit. Especially sure. in the second half when UNC took, I think, a three-point lead. Thought they would quit. Yeah. Didn't happen. Yeah. And UNC couldn't finish drives. They settled for a couple field goals and they didn't run the ball. And that was definitely yeah. an issue for them. Tough, tough. This was fun. These yes, were great questions. Great mailbag, we, you know, people. You, you did a great job, KG, of, of going through the millions of mails that we got uh, and, and figuring out like millions. the top 15, top 20. Millions of letters. They were everywhere. Um, but yeah, super fun. Appreciate you guys getting in. Uh, some of that got really real, really quick. Uh, but it was fun, though. It was a lot of fun. And it was cool. And guess what? We will be back tomorrow. Can't wait. We're going to break it down. Massive weekend. Impactful weekend. Elimination weekend for some. Mm. Can't wait to break it all down. We're going to give you some picks. We're going to recover from last week. Last week was average for me. KG, I don't remember where you finished, but I'm going to do better. We're going to win Not some good. money. Not good. Okay, we both didn't do good. If, if I promise your mortgage on one of these bets, listen to me this time. I got you. Double mortgages. We're killing it right now. Double or nothing. Anyway, that's right. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Big shout out to, to Ingles, our friends over there, for making all this possible. But we need your help. We need you to go over to YouTube, see KG forget that Michigan and Ohio State both made the playoff, <laughs> see me literally stare at the camera and think of how I want to answer a question before I do. Uh, it's a lot of fun. You don't want to miss it. So we need your help there. Subscribe, jump in, leave some comments. A lot of fun. Of course, the OGs over on Apple Podcasts, we appreciate you guys. Uh, Again, subscribe over there and rate, review, subscribe. We would greatly appreciate that. But until next time, we'll see you all.